0: You know, last season we talked about the, when we talked about our mental health episodes, we talked about the mental health of the uh, pastors and preachers and ministers and um, how they struggle emotionally and and mentally at at times with their job. And our speaker, or uh, our speaker, well, he did most of the talking. Our our guest that day was uh, Michael Williams, um, who is a, who is who is a counselor. Um, and today Michael comes back with us. He, he posted a, a thing on Facebook when I was in the middle of, you know, last fall when I was in the middle of the, the season. And it was a way to, when you're feeling stressed about things and too many things, a way to categorize them to, to make them seem manageable. And not seem manageable, to help you realize that they are manageable. Um, anxiety is a word that's thrown around in our society sometimes maybe a little too much uh, and I understand that there is you know anxiety disorders but there's also just general anxieties that come with doing our job being a parent being a husband being a wife that just come with life stress is a part of life and while it is a part of life, and while it can seem overwhelming, um, many a times, it it can be managed. Now, once again, remember, there's a difference between having everyday stress and then having, um, having everyday anxiety and then having anxiety disorder. We're not talking about disorders here. We're talking about regular, typical anxieties and stress that come with life. And on this episode, we I sit down with Michael and we talked about his and we talk about his chart and, and the four ways that different items that give us stress can be categorized to help us organize it and, and to help us deal with it. Uh I I love this episode. Um this is the type of thing I, I like to get into more is just it's, it's not just spiritual solutions but practical everyday solutions that we can have in our life to help us manage our mental health. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and I, I hope you enjoyed the episode. To a Gallup poll, America was in the top ten most stressed nations in the world. However, it should be noted the Gallup poll I'm referencing was from 2018. And as we all know, the pandemic and the events of 2020 through 2023 um, have not helped Americans stress. It has not helped Christian stress. Uh, it has made things, in my opinion, uh, somewhat worse that's where we come to our topic today today i sit down with michael williams and and we talk about stress management how we can control our stress how we can prioritize the things that are making us anxious and how we can handle those to better ourselves our families and our christian walk with god thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy the episode Back to All Things True. I'm your host Cody B. It is we are here in the middle of uh, season four of All Things True, and for those of you who are maybe new to the show, every every season we do a episode on mental health. We've we've talked about mental health in the church, mental health in ministry, how ministers and preachers should should uh, look at mental health and how it can be addressed in congregations. And today we are talking about stress management. I have a guest back with us we've had from season three. I'm here with Michael Williams. How are you, Michael?
1: Doing great. Uh, thanks for having me back. Look forward to sharing a little bit today with y'all.
0: Yeah, sounds, sounds great. Uh, so what do you have for us? What is stress? What is anxiety? How can I manage it? Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I put a series out on my Facebook page, counseling Facebook page. I know a number of people read it. I think you'd kind of been reading it a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, and wanted to kind of get a little more insight. Maybe what, what is that
0: page? Go ahead and share it.
1: Um, if you look for Michael Williams LAC on Facebook, um, it should come up on there. Um, in Napa Valley, I've got a, I'm not sure what our website is, but Napa, you can Google Napa Valley uh, Counseling in Little Rock. And, uh, and we have a page there with therapists on there, and my profile's on there as well, a little bit of uh, about who I am and things like that. Um, but that's on the uh, webpage as well for, for Napa Valley. But yeah, there's a lot of, and also MichaelWilliamsLEC.com, I think is what it is, but you can Google Michael Williams LAC and I got a webpage there too. So a little bit of personal information.
0: Very cool. So. You had divided, you had done this this series on your post and you had divided about how, you know, how do we manage things that cause us stress and you divided it into four separate boxes. Mm -hmm. What were
1: those boxes? Well, kind of. To, well, and I'll give you a, a digital file of the picture so uh, Cody can somehow attach it, or uh, maybe. Yeah, I will. We'll, we'll try to do a visual, uh, a visual <laughs> rendition, uh, so you can kind of outline it in your head, maybe. But um, if you got two, there's two things on the side um, of the of the chart: uh, high priority and low priority issues. Which high priority are things obviously that are very important in life. Um, you know, your health, your family. Uh, things like that would job uh would fall into that category. Uh that would be at the top of the list if there's a pressing matter, you say, hey, I got I've had to take care of that uh pretty immediately. Um low priority are things that are of course less important. Uh, where am I gonna eat dinner at tonight? You know, maybe um what uh you know hobby, when can I when can I fit disc golf in, you know, in my schedule, you know, it's kinda I'll do it when I can, uh a little bit lower priority. And so that's kind of the two items on the top and bottom of the um, of the left side of the boxes. And then on the top, you have things that you're able to change and things that are difficult to change. Because there's some things in life that you are able to change and put your hands on and work on and, and try to work through. Um, you have a lot of influence on those things. Uh, maybe um, health again, you know, uh, and uh, things like that. If you change your uh, exercise habits, diet habits, whatever things like that, or uh, maybe uh, family relationships, how you control yourself in relation to those, uh, you can change your response. As opposed to, um, on the other side of that, difficult to change. It's difficult to change other people. You know, co-workers, uh, maybe even family members. You know, as you're trying to deal with uh, situations there. Um, you know, you say, hey, I would. Like for you to stop talking that way to me, maybe, or, you know, um, that's offensive to a coworker, but you can't necessarily make them, um, you know, change. So those are things that are difficult to change kind of on that uh, right side. So as you kind of take both of those, you have a high priority, low priority, and then you have able to change difficult changes. You crash those things together, you end up with four boxes. And so we'll kind of go over those four boxes there um, and, and kind of crash them all together. Uh, Kind of from most important to least important in some respects, but if you if you push together the high priority and able to change box, um, things that are very important, things that you're able to change, kind of put your hands on and work on. um, You got what? There's a question in each box, but in that first box, the question is, what changes can you make? Uh, is the important question. And what I have uh, people do sometimes, and what you may want to do if you're listening to this, I use this uh, counsel with individuals and also couples sometimes as we talk about stress management, but just make a list of things that stress you out. Um, you know, it could be people, it could be situations, uh, it could be, you know, uh, categories of life, work, you know, then you can drill down into work. What stresses you out about work? You know, particular items, your boss, um, you know, your coworker that, that um, you know, continually, um, leaves their clutter on your desk. I don't know whatever it, whatever it may be, but make a list of all those things. And then as I go through these four boxes and kind of explain them and, and look at each question, um, you can write the questions down. And then you, the, the idea is you take those items from your stress list and place them in the box, each each of the four boxes. And then you apply that question to each of them. So this most important things, high priority that you're able to change. What changes can you make? Um, you know, as I said, sometimes the doctor. They say something to you like, hey, if you don't cut salt out of your diet, you know, you're going to have some bad things happen. Or if you don't, um, you know, work work on losing some weight, or if you work on eating less sugar, you know. And I always said when I was 10 years ago, I'll say, I don't know, that one day I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me, you know, because uh, I've always eaten kind of what I wanted, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But one day I want to go and the doctor to say, hey, you need to stop doing this. <laughs> and then I'll have to uh, work in this box. Okay, what changes can I make? Because I'm in control of those things, um, you know, and and that can be difficult as we have certain habits and and uh, you know kind of lifestyles that we enjoy and and sometimes a little less disciplined in uh, how we respond to people. Uh, again, that's something that you can change. What changes can you make in in terms of working with your boss? You know, if it's high priority, and 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 uh, or coworker, you know, that you can't get along with, you have. You have um, control over how you respond to them. So, what changes can you make? That's the the essential question as you talk about kind of this high priority and able to change box. Um, Second box is right next to it if you look at high priority and difficult to change. Um, But, you know, it's very important things, but you can't really change it. As I said, sometimes that may be uh, a lot of times people fall into that category. Um, sometimes I'll counsel couples, um, and you know, the uh, their spouse is someone that's difficult to change and obviously high priority. Um, but the question there is, how do you plan to cope with uh, the situation or with the person? Um, you know, and what do you think of when you think of coping, what comes to mind?
0: You know, that's a TikTok trend right now, where you, you have your, uh, oh, I got your coping skill, let's see what it is, and it's like playing listen to music too loud. Hmm. It's like that's not a coping skill. <laughs>
1: uh, what what do I do to cope? Or what do you think of when you think of coping in general? I, I always ask people that kind Ooh,
0: of. I, I think about taking a deep breath, taking a step back, and okay. Removing myself from the situation for a few hours before I dive back into it. I don't I don't know
1: Yeah, if it's a person maybe get away and uh, I know the there's uh, Some of the couples therapy that I have uh, they talk about when you're emotionally flooded It takes 20 or 30 minutes to kind of back down from that emotional flooding Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people say well, I'm gonna go for a walk around the block You know, that's kind of what they're talking about. I need to get away for 20 or 30 minutes, you know Or or go I'll tell people now go watch a Netflix episode or something or go take a bath, you know before you um, before you respond back to your spouse or, you know, or the person that you're kind of in conflict with. But yeah, coping, um, what do you do to get by? You know, sometimes it, when you're in a real crisis, it may be, what What do I need to do get to, to do to get to tomorrow? You know, how do I get to tomorrow? And then when you get to tomorrow, you may go, geez, how do I get to tomorrow again? You know, and, and yeah. then you get to the point where you're like, okay, now I can look at today, you know, instead of just being desperate to get to tomorrow. sometimes Coping can come to that. There's, you know, if you Google coping skills, and there's a ton of different things. Breathing exercises, as you said, uh, some people can kind of use those in the moment, and and eventually you train your body um, to be able to um, calm down, you know, and uh, and those cope some of those coping skills. But how do you plan to cope? Because you're not going to change the situation usually, you know, if you're talking about right. a boss or a, a obstinate family member or or. A, you know, just boss comes in and says, hey, you know, we usually work till five, but tonight we're working till seven because we got to uh, finish this project, you know, uh, that's difficult to change, you know, unless you want to lose your job, you say, I'm, right. I'm leaving at five, I don't care what you say, um, but, you know, that's difficult to change, right? And he says, we're well, staying till seven. I'm sorry. Um, how do you cope with that situation, you know, and what are your coping skills? So you know, that's the essential question there. Um, The third box is low priority and able to change. So in other words, these are things that are less important, um, but you're able to put your hands on and change. And the question, the key question there is, are you spending too much time on low priority issues? And kind of the example here is sometimes people may, things that you have control over, you may spend time doing. Some people maybe clean their kitchen or something Mm -hmm. or clean their house or, you know, or, and they say, well, you know, the example I always use is clean kitchen and 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 they say oh well look at my beautiful clean kitchen and you say well your house is on fire all around you and you have a clean kitchen <laughs> that's you know right. that what's what's the point of that you know there there's things in box number 1 that <sighs> you need to work on changing while you're over here cleaning up your kitchen you know you, you have control and you can do that and it's an easy thing to do you know sometimes people Michael's have, attacking me Michael me attack. attacking
0: me <laughs> cuz that's what that's what I do i uh when Sub something when things, in there, yeah. see when we talked about this on a previous episode, it's been a, I guess it's been two years now, mm. uh, but back on on season one, our first episode mm. on mental health in the church, uh, oh, I just I just lost his name. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, I see his face, um, Jay House, Jonathan House. Mm-hmm. When he described, you know, looking for signs of people who are having issues or struggling mm-hmm. mentally and, and, and emotionally, he used the example of seeing someone who's always pristine and have it all together and, and they show up and something's not quite right if they're always on time they may be a little late if they're always early they may be a little late but it shows that something happened in their life that day or recently or, or that that they're that they're struggling with and I, I'm the opposite. I'm a sloppy person. my house is usually a mess my office is usually a mess. <laughs> Uh, he's looking around because it's pretty clean right now. <laughs> um, and then when I feel like things are out of control, that's when I organize. Mm. <laughs> so you can organize something. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You can get it. <laughs> I have something in control, everything yeah. else is out of control. Uh, so when i I guess my one of my coping skills is going to that box that's low priority. Easy to yeah, and the change. question and
1: which there's nothing wrong with cleaning up, but are you spending too much time there? You know, yeah. you should be addressing box number one of things you can change, things that you uh are able to change in high priority. You know, the another example of course is uh re, I think they could say rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic is one of the sayings, you know, as they organize things and they the ship is going down, you know, save yourself and they're like, Oh, we're getting ready for dinner here, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kinda like yeah that's not important right now you know the ship is going down so yeah do you spend too much time on these things I've had some people say you know I go and watch YouTube or episodes of uh, one guy said episodes of Martin the old show Martin you know he's like I get too hung up on watching that and wasting time on that you know when I should be doing other things so some you know, as we talk about social media and some things like that things that you know empty empty-headed sometimes and you have things you need to address in box number one the key question, are you spending too much time on these low priority issues? Because, you know, it's okay to watch an episode of something on Netflix, but you know, when you maybe have things that you need to address and you're watching binge watching is 10 hours of a season, you know, on, of something new, um, it can be a bit challenging maybe um, to, to ask, look ourselves in the mirror and ask that question. Um, and then the last box, uh, this is kind of my favorite. And, and one, one thing that I learned over the years, one thing that my mom taught me pretty early on is, um she taught me a lot, but um, is that things that you have no control over, just kind of ignore them, you know? Things that mm-hmm. are out of your control. Sometimes people think, what if I do that? What if I do that? What if they do this? You know, what if-? And you think of a hundred different things. I know some studies say that um, out of the things that we worry about, about 80 to 90% of those things probably won't happen, um, you know? So it's like, that's those things in box number four, it's these low priority issues that are difficult to change can you just accept or forget about these issues, you know? So the example I always use is uh, uh, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't know if you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a that. Christian. You're a Christian. I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, you're a Steelers fan. <laughs> so you'll like this. I'm I'm not a Cowboys fan, but if, there's a lot of Cowboys fans around. But if someone comes in with a cowboy shirt on and Cowboys hat, you know, and if I just, oh, man, that just irks me. It just bothers me. It gets under my skin. I can't think. I can't breathe. I can't. You know, and i would be a little extreme, but sometimes people do get ruffled up about silly things. Well, it's
0: okay if it's a Cowboys fan. That's low priority. Low priority. <laughs> and it's, it's, what was the other one? Low. uh Difficult to change. Yeah, it, it's, well, it's They're difficult, difficult to change. change. Low priority. It's low priority because they never win. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: But if, you know, but if I get hung up on these things, then people trying. get hung up on like, I, I know I've heard women talk sometimes about, do you see that dress she's wearing? Does, yeah. she, does she get dressed in the dark or something? You know, and it's like, just chill, you know? I mean, you, you got other th- other fish to fry. But that's kind of what this box is about. Cody the- needs a haircut, yeah. That's right. <laughs> things, worry about my hair, Michael. Things that are like, yeah, just get my hair cut. Then you have to worry about it. <laughs> For those of you who
0: haven't seen Michael, he's bald. <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't have to worry about taking care of it. Right. But yeah, low priority and difficult to change. Can you just accept or forget about that right. that issue? You know, the person's wearing a cowboy shirt. Um, and, and that goes, too, to probably these Facebook arguments people get into, you know, posting to people that don't even know who they are. Are you saying Facebook arguments are low priority? <laughs> well, you know, you're not going to change them, right? They're difficult to change. But can you just forget about it? Don't respond to that, you know, comment, right. you know, or, or uh, you know, even a lot of times I, mean, I don't even know the person, you know, and you're trying to change their mind, you know, about politics or sports or
0: or just delete the comment.
1: Yeah, there I'm you trying. go. Yeah, if, you, if you put it out there delete it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of the four boxes there. Um, kind of a hop, skip, and a jump. Like I said, uh, and I'll review them real quick just in case, you know, we kind of went over them. But, uh, but in the first box, things that are high priority and that you're able to change, the question is, what changes can you make? Uh, and then secondly, um, things that are high priority and difficult to change, how do you plan to cope with this person situation? Um, and then the third box, things you're able to change in low priority are you spending too much time on low priority issues and then box number four uh difficult to change in low priority. can you just accept or forget about these issues and And like I said, there's so many things, and that's what I encourage as I work with uh counseling individuals and couples um The challenge is that this these boxes kind of become a way of life you know because i've I've had this for probably fifteen or twenty years i don't know this tool. And kind of used it in ministry and used it in counseling. But, you know, it's kind of the point where, especially box number four, there's things I just don't worry about. You know, I don't care like okay well and if and if it intrudes into your life then you begin to go okay how do i need to address that right you know but but there are certain things you just go i'm not even letting that on my satellite you know zone or or map or whatever you know and and there's so many things that i've saved you know brain cells over not worrying about you know like i said my mom taught me things you don't have control over especially things that are difficult to change just kind of forget about them you know and right. and uh, and then if they intrude on you, okay, now I need to address them, but so many of those things are are not uh, not important, and usually, like I said, many of them don't even show up anyway eighty ninety mm-hmm. percent maybe of things we worry about don't really come to fruition or, or intrude upon us or happen so we can save a lot of um, a lot of challenge there um, as well I think oh and are you going to say anything else sir?
0: I had a question. Okay. How do, and maybe you're getting into this next, how do I determine if something's a high priority, low
1: priority, um, or if it's easy to change, hard to change? Um, I think probably partially, um, you know, it depends on people, you know, yeah. on some level. Also it may help to get someone that knows you well, to kind of uh, help you look in the mirror at yourself. Because a lot of times, I know I've counseled individual people that live by themselves, and, um, and you get a very distorted view of your life, you know, because there's no one to bounce things off of, kind of, you know. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, as a, I've had couples do this, and, and they each work on it, and, and, uh, and you know, and sometimes I say, well, I, you know, is this high priority or low priority? And I said, well, ask your spouse, you know, what do they think, you know? and yeah. So sometimes it's good to bounce things off of, you know, uh, well, what do you think, you know, if you have a spouse, or if you don't, maybe a good friend. Um, Um, what's your opinion on this you know maybe is that is it something I should be worried about or you know shouldn't be so I think that's helpful um, maybe to to kind of bounce off of uh, a good friend or spouse or whatever Um, I think that's part of the answer Uh, and part of it is learn from your mistakes too perhaps you know if there's things that have fallen through the crack that are high priority and then they reappear you know go wait I've let this lag before and I need to really uh, look, what changes can I make? Because this yeah. is important. This is high priority, and I can make changes. So, what changes? What changes can I make?
0: And, um, and there are also lessons from. We had this thing, this item, this event, and we thought it was serious, serious, and it ended up not being that big of a deal. Mm. So it's just adjusting yeah, that from, priority. Learn from that too, grief.
1: yeah, of uh, some of those life lessons, I guess. Yeah. Put them into practice, I guess, that's, that's the other right. part. It's experiences. I think too, kind of when I think of stress, I think of worry sometimes. Uh, you know, and, and we have a, uh, I know this is a Christian podcast, but uh, there's a spiritual application here too, I think. As we, as we, uh, you know, Jesus talks about do not worry, Matthew six twenty-five through 34, and he kind of gives that whole kind of old diatribe there in the Sermon on the Mount. But he talks about the birds and the flowers, and you know, and and I don't know if you thought about that, but sometimes I live out in the country a little further now, so I see more birds and flowers. But, but I stopped and thought, you know, man, those birds just fly around all day and eat and fly around and eat and, and sleep, fine. and yeah, and they they don't run out of food. You know, the food chain keeps on working around. But but you know, Jesus says, hey, I, I take care of the birds, I take care of the flowers. They're beautiful, and you know, if you stop and look at a flower, you go, wow, that's just. Beautiful, you know, colors and varieties and things like that, and they just grow and they're beautiful. And God says, "I take care of those things. Am I going to take care of you? Aren't you much more important than a bird or a flower?" And of course, you know, the answer is for sure. Um, but yeah, as, as we think of worry and, and kind of anxiety and stress, I think of that uh, that as well. Um, and also, in a sense, uh, as as a Christian, uh, people are watching you, you know, in your workplace, um, in the in your hobbies. Um, You know, sometimes those get stressed out and anxiety and and Mm -hmm. can cause people to crack. You see videos of coaches, youth coaches, you know, punching referees and all kinds of stuff like that. That doesn't happen often, but you know, that's a little extreme, but but things in between that happen. You know, I I lived lived
0: in Texas, you lived in Texas, we Mm -hmm. saw youth football. It happens yeah, more more times than what we'd
1: like to admit. Yeah, yeah, but stress and anxiety. But uh, but you know, as Christians, people are watching us, and I always right. I always tell people too. You know, the you as a Christian in your workplace or in your hobby or whatever, you should be the one that people say, "Hey, I'm I'm really stressed out and anxious. Can you can you help me? You know, I know that you th- seem to things seem to have things kind of together. You know, and your family, you know, head in the right direction. You head in the right direction. I need some help. You know. Hopefully, you're the person that people come to, um, you know, in your workplace and in the community, and say, you know, can you can you help me? Can you advise me? You know, that's kind of an open door to say, hey, you know, I'm only blessed because God's blessed me, you know, and this is some of the things that God's blessed me with, and, and some of the teaching that God's blessed me with, you know, and and to encourage, um, you know, and how we handle those things gives a big impact on you know how we handle stress and anxiety, or and explode or or control it well. That's a big picture to our coworkers and to our neighbors and to, uh, you know, the families that our kids play sports with and all those type of things. So important lesson uh, to remember as well. Um, but, yeah, it, just for, for this idea of stress management and, and able to control stress, hopefully it becomes kind of a natural thing, you know, um, to where you look back. Always when I preached, I, I, as I talked about spiritual maturity, I'd say, you know, are you more spiritual mature than you were five years ago? Ten years ago, you know, and and in terms of this idea of of stress and anxiety, you know, are you have you matured in this, and have you grown? Have you learned from the lessons? Maybe you learned from the failures and the challenges and the successes and the good stuff. You know, have you have you learned from those things and 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 matured? Continue to mature um, in this area is an important an important thing. Also along those lines, sorry to be long-winded maybe. Oh, you're fine. You're have not long-winded. A, I, have, I have a response question in a minute. But
0: it's, we're 21 minutes one minute in, so you're okay. not long-winded not at not too
1: far, okay. feels like I've been talking a long time. But another... <laughs> I've just been listening. Another thing to remember as parents, you know, those of you who have children, is that your children uh, watch you. They watch you in everything, but also in this idea of, of how we handle stress and anxiety, You know, with them, you know, sometimes as we're stressed out at work or something like that, um, we can be short with our children, you know, when they haven't done anything and and we get short and uh, chippy with them a little bit. You know, they're going to go, Why is is dad so angry at me? You know, and why is mom so mad at me? I've never really done anything, you know. And and, uh, as we don't deal with the stress very well and the anxiety, um, sometimes that can rub off and and affect our relationship with our children, spouse, um, as I mentioned as well. Uh, but it's important, you know, to to live out uh, and it's important to live out all the Christian virtues of fruit of the spirit and all those type things But but as we talk about this thing of of stress, you know, uh, you know Sometimes people may say well, it was okay for me to go off of them because they deserved it You know mm-hmm. my coworker or my you know my spouse or whatever, you know, and, and it's you know It's not a lot of times. It's it's you know, what what changes can you make? What can you do? How can you manage this better, you know um, rather than? Blame it on someone else. Uh... Here's here's my issue, Michael.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's probably what causes me the most stress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I when I was at Perryville, um, I didn't have any coworkers. Mm-hmm. And now I have coworkers. <laughs> and they're terrible. No, I'm just kidding. They're great coworkers. <laughs> and this is true for when I'm with coworkers, when I'm working on the farm with other people, and in my marriage with Allie, any time I spend time with other people, um, we, we talk about the high priority, low priority, uh, easy to change, difficult to change. Um, how do I manage that list and, and that characterization of items when someone I'm working with characterizes them differently?
1: Hmm. Well, uh, one thing, uh, and, and I, I think too, maybe you know some of those people that you work with that characterize them differently, maybe they don't characterize them at all. You know, in in the sense of, hey, you need to show up on time because this is the most important thing, and maybe you're just building a fence with your cousin or something, and you're like you Know there's more important things to build a fence. I, I'm sorry, 15 minutes late, you know, or whatever. I'm being a little silly, but you know, but you know, maybe you help them prioritize things and say, Hey, this isn't as important as you think it is, I'm here to help you, you know, or whatever. But, but uh, and also, one of the things uh, that I wanted to interject too, for couples, especially, um, one of the um, kind of the approach that I take with couples therapy is called Gottman, uh, couples therapy. And um, John Gottman uh, and his wife Julie they've kind of developed it, but. One of the things and exercises that I do with couples in counseling in, in terms of stress, usually I go over these boxes with them and talk about that and kind of do that exercise. But they have, a, um, they found that uh, whenever you deal with stress as a couple, when, uh, that there's much better effect of dealing with that stress rather than dealing with it individually. Um, you know, For example, if you're gonna be, um, like I had a couple one time that the, the wife worked at a school and we were kind of in session and that coming up they were gonna um, have her uh, review you know, that coming towards the end of that week. And so we talked about that and kind of the stress, and we use, there's a tool, and you can actually Google um, Gottman stress-reducing conversation. I was looking before we got on, but, and that should come up with the form. It's kind of a form of questions that you talk about, but you talk about them together, you know, to the the one that's stressed out, or the one that's less stressed, ask the questions, and, and it's things like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen here? You know, and how can I help you? You're not trying to solve the problem necessarily, but you're just letting the person that's stressed out talk back to the person that's less stressed and and you know if they say, "Well, you know, we can pray about this or you can you can go to the grocery store and get me these items I need for tomorrow at work while I work on finishing my project or whatever it is you know there may be things mm-hmm. that they can help with tangibly you know and that you're trying to do it all yourself but But the key they they say, the goins say is that you work on that stress together you know you're on the same team it's kind of like you're in you're gonna always tell couples you know we don't use this image as much but like you're in a bunker together you know in the old war days and maybe they do this still I don't know but you kind of dig a hole you know and you're down in your hole waiting to for activity to happen but you're in the bunker you know with these people and they say you know it doesn't matter if they're you know different race or different sex or different whatever than you you got each other's back you know because you're there together in a intense situation you know and but I you know I compare uh, marriage like that you know you're in the bunker together you know and and one of you's dealing with stress and anxiety you share it and say hey here's how you can help me but uh, but when you deal with that together, there's a much better uh, effect on that stress. You know, dealing with that stress, and also um, you're, you're as a couple, you're brought together. You know, and kind of unified, and, and your bonds are strengthened a bit as you as you kind of go through that. But there's some questions on there. If you want to look them up, you know. Um, but that's uh, for couples, especially. They found that there's a much better uh, effect of, of dealing with that stress in couples when you deal with it together. Rather than sometimes bottling it up as an individual and and just, you know, kind of like a tea kettle, you know, the steam's coming out and it starts whistling and all the smoke starts coming out of uh, one of the, you know, the husband's ears or the wife's ears because they haven't gotten, they haven't gotten help, you know, from their spouse. But that's another one, like I said, as you talk about kind of these changing values too, you know, you can kind of flesh those out as a couple, um, especially. And you can use it with, uh, you know, in other effects as well. It's not necessarily husband wife, but it's yes. talking about a conversation, like you said, with a, you know, I mentioned with a cousin or something, I don't know. Yeah, working uh, on the farm is, do we need to live yeah, cows through.
0: now? Do we need to feed? Do we need to buy feed? Do we need to get hay? Yeah. Do we need to build the fence now? Can it wait? Do we need to burn now? Can it wait? Is the weather yeah. good enough? And then like with, I'm just whoever's listening. Whether it's my coworkers, I'm about to use things that we do here as example. You know, it's time to work on the Christmas float. What's what's the priority here? Is is it is it the Christmas float? Is is it the funeral I have tomorrow? Is it the Bible class I have the next day? You know, and, and everybody in, in an office has something important to them because everybody in an office, whether it's a church office or a regular office you know, has tasks and roles they have to do.
1: Oh, and I was in ministry, and there is ways that you can waste time in ministry. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's more people around here than, and I was kind of on my own too before. But, yeah. you know, as you get to box number three, you know, there's things you can kind of read and piddle around and kind of, mm. you know, do some unimportant things where you're like, hey, I should be doing this instead, you know, but you can kind of get stuck in box number three a little bit, you know, um, but, but yeah, it can be a, a challenge in any um, avenue, definitely.
0: Mm. And it's working with people who, you know, they think this is a box one. Someone else thinks this is a box four. Someone thinks
1: this is a box three. Yeah, but it still has to be done. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit, much of it. Yeah, and part of it is what can it, you know, what can wait? You know, yeah. like you said, there's more pressing matters sometimes. So maybe that has to wait. And I've had, you know, couples that even as I've worked with them, you know, a few weeks later, um, I had one couple in particular. The husband was having difficulty dealing with stress, and so we went through this pretty intensely in one session. And and like the next time uh, or a couple weeks later we're talking about something else and the wife goes well I told him that's a box number four issue you know like they were using the language of yeah. you know that we had used in session a couple weeks earlier because they had taken it that seriously to kind of talk about and, th- and they had done much better dealing with the stress at home but uh, but you know she was like oh we talk about box number four issues now you know like yeah. things that we should just forget about you know so that the overall stress level kind of amps down a little bit because there were so many, I guess, so many box number four issues for them, you know?
0: Well, I mean, is it my role to convince someone if something's a box one, two, three, or four? Do I need to let them figure that out? Well, I, like I, maybe you in have, a... When you have kids and teens that are stressed, you know, you have, you have small kids and you have a teenager and you yeah. have a, a girl in college. Yeah. Uh, when you have a kid who's stressed out about something and, and it's not important and you know it won't matter a year or two how do you do you convince them of that do you hear them out
1: do you I think probably teach and hope they learn eventually yeah it's <laughs> part of it i think, I tell my wife sometimes I said, well I, we probably treated our parents the same way you know whenever we were fifteen thirteen you know twenty whatever um because we think we're unique in handling this situation this moment you know but but uh but yeah teach what are you your,
0: are your kids gonna listen to this i don't
1: probably not <laughs> my, my my wife probably will but <laughs> but, yeah, teaching as much as you can and, you know, because uh, sometimes people are immature. You know, I used that right. word earlier, but people are immature and kind of stamp their feet about box number four, you know, about things that are low priority and really don't matter and kind of say, this is the most important thing right now, you know. And, and you're like, not really. There's like a 100 things that come before that, you know, is more important. But, yep. but yeah, it, you, and like I said, you can encourage and, and, and show and guide and, and you know, and you co- with a coworker mm-hmm. or Or, um, you know, I don't know, even, like I said, even with your spouse, you know, you kind of communicate back and forth and and it ebbs and flows, you know. Um, There's, like I said, when you get kids and communication and they get older and more activities and jobs and college and, um, you know, there's just so many things that that kind of ebb and flow. Uh, But, yeah, especially then it's key to forget about box number four, you know. (laughs) Can I just forget about some of these things that don't matter, you know, because I've got plenty of things that are cooking on the cooking on the stove and getting hot, you know? So, so, but yeah, you can't, and, and you can't do, you know, sometimes even you try to show, you know, kind of like the old, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know? it's When you're trying to encourage and help a friend, maybe deal with stress and say, hey, look, you need to work on these things, these are important, and these things aren't as important, you know, and try to encourage them, you know? You can do what you can to encourage them, but you can't really live their life and go, okay, I'm gonna make you do this or help you do that. You can, in a sense, encourage them and kind of guide them in some things, but it's their decision, uh, ultimately, to, to deal with those things that matter and try to shirk off the things that, that don't matter as much.
0: I want to talk about box two. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? The mm-hmm. high-priority, hard-to-change box. Yeah, difficult. Or how do you plan to cope? Yeah, Dif- Difficult to change. Um,
1: where do you find the motivation to
0: tackle those things?
1: Um... To tackle those things, yeah. So, well, some of them aren't solvable necessarily, too. One of the things I deal with or talk with couples, the uh, Gottman's uh, kind of their numbers say, is that about 60 to 70 percent of con- conflict with couples is perpetual conflict. In other words, it's conflict that's ongoing, you know, mm-hmm. perpetual. It's ongoing. Um, it's not gonna, you know, some things about, well, we're gonna eat dinner tonight, or what are we gonna have for dinner? Okay, well, we had chicken enchiladas, we're done eating, you know, or we went to backyard burger. Okay, so what are we doing next? That's kind of solvable, but many things, you know, finances and maybe how to discipline children, even, or, you know, all kinds of things is just kind of not solvable, you know. And so that's one of the things with couples therapy. A lot of times we talk about communication, um, how to communicate better, how to get your thoughts on the table. You know, sometimes we say, hey, I'm not going to tell my spouse that because they're going to get mad at me or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and so we talk about communication some. But uh, what was your original question? I kind of walked the dog there well, for a second.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of forgot because you kind of made me start thinking about how it's not, so, yeah the the sixty seventy percent are perpetual oh, about yeah. the finances thing. Yeah, it's, that's uh, scary.
1: But but the thing is too with couples especially with stress as kind of tie it back to stress maybe and trying to solve problems. A lot of times younger couples will, will say you know come up with something like that and say well if we don't solve this we're going to get a divorce. You know, and and it may be something that is a perpetual problem and by definition you may not solve it or be able to solve it, you know, or or solve it for a long time. And so if they, if you go into marriage with that proposition of, you know, well, if we can't solve our finances, we're getting a divorce or, you know, this thing about having children or I want three children and you want one or none or, uh, you know, we're married now and now we're talking about this seriously and we're just going to get a divorce, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. if you have that. Um, attitude, you know, it, it, they're going to break and, and say, you know, we're done, you know. But, but, and, and how do you cope with that? You know, how do you meet in the middle? Um, you know, how do you communicate about that? Because that's, that's the thing about the perpetual problems is a lot of couples say, you know, well, I'm just done, you know, because they can't talk about their problems and get them on the table, perhaps. Um, so we do tools uh, in connection with that to kind of help with communication. But I think the question I originally asked was, where do you find the motivation? But yeah, motivation. Yeah. Um, I think, I, you know, as Christians, I know one of the... Um, and Wednesday night, we've been looking at Ephesians and kind of the Holy Spirit it there. Is. But one of the... Was last week your calling? Was that the, in chapter 3 or 4? Something about your calling? We, we or covered
0: your, chapter 4.
1: Yeah, but something about your identity, your calling. Uh, I can't remember. It seems like it was early in the chapter. But but it kind of goes back to your identity. Uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, I know it talks about sealed earlier in the book. But, but kind of, I think, um, the idea that... that our calling as a Christian, you know, sometimes should give us motivation to handle all these things, yeah. perhaps you could say. But but uh, how do you cope with difficult to change in high priority situations? You know, our identity as Christian should uh, kind of shine through there. And
0: uh, Ephesians 4 verse 1, as a prisoner for the Lord, that I urge you to live a life worthy of the, the calling you've you received have received.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the element. Because it ties back as you read through, uh, I know Jim was teaching and he was just talking about, you know, how do we do these things? Why do we do these things? A lot of it, for me, tied back to your calling, who you're called to be, you know, try. your identity. Um, so that whenever you say, okay, am I going to become angry with this person that pushes my buttons, you know, dif- the person that's difficult to change, how am I going to respond to those people? Mm-hmm. You know, me as a Christian, I respond in a certain way rather than getting angry. You know, some people's reflex is to get angry. I'm going to yell at them. I'm going to berate them. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Um, but as a Christian, you know, I'm going to ask questions maybe, or I'm going to go for a walk, you know, if they push buttons or if they, they don't want to listen or, or whatever, you know. But I think our identity as Christians help us um, in terms of, you know, how we respond to those difficult change situations. How do you and, – and two, another element in all these things, one example that I've used before is that if you if you play these things out in your head a lot of times beforehand – I played football for one year. I played other sports, but I played football for one year in 12th grade, and, and – uh, and there was a guy, it was about three or four games into the season, and before the games, I would get dressed, you know, and kind of be looking around, and like, yeah, we're gonna play a football game, you know? And, and uh, but there was this guy, my friend, uh, he was leaning up against the lockers, and he had his eyes closed, and he was just kind of rocking back and forth, and just like meditating almost, and I was like, what is he doing? I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of hanging around waiting for the game to start. He started, and I played, I letter and so I played some, but, on special teams mainly, but but he played like all the time on offense and defense, but he's just sitting there like meditating, I'm like, Brad, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm just visualizing every play that could happen, you know, as if someone, uh, he was offensive lineman, you know, he's like, if someone's attacking me from the left on this play, how am I going to respond? If someone's coming at me, you know, or double team, you know, double team, how am I going to respond, you know? And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I don't remember if it was that game or the next game, before the game, I started thinking, like, I, I played kickoff and kickoff return. I played a little bit of defense. But, but I would think, okay, if someone tries to block me in this way, you know, how am I going to get through their block to tackle the guy with the ball, you yeah. know, from the left, from the right, where am I positioned on the field? And, and after I started doing that, I was much more responsive to the plays, you know, and I, I played better. But, you know, it was due to the fact that I thought about what I was going to do ahead of time, you know. And, and sometimes with these coping things, okay, what am I going to do ahead of time? if my coworker does that again, that they did the other day, or if my neighbor does, you know, or my spouse does this, or, you know, sometimes if we think ahead of time, how am I going to respond to that? Our response is much better, uh, rather than flying off the handle, maybe we go, okay, I need to go for a walk before we talk about this, you know? And um, I've had couples that do that too, you know, they they got to the point where one, you know, one of the couple needs to have some time first before they handle the conflict. And then the other one wants to handle conflict immediately so we talk about that and say okay you need to give her time to go out for 15 or 20 minutes and think about this before you talk about it and they came back later and they had much better effect you know talking about the conflict rather than because he always wanted to go and say let's talk about it now you know and we got to handle this now and she's like no i want time and he's like no let's talk about it and he would get ticked if she walked away you know and so it was kind of the point where he talked about, okay let's see if we can get better results if you give her time to kind of decompress and and it it worked a lot better you know to to be able to but but you got to you know like to just kind of play out what what's the best how's this going to how's this going to play out you know if you take a different approach maybe here um
0: Michael, this has been awesome stuff. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: No, I, I think I sprinkled most of them in pretty well. Like I said, I, I think the biggest thing, too, for Christians is a lot of times, you know, we, we kind of say, well, some things are more important than others. I'm going to make sure maybe I don't curse or, you know, I don't steal things and things like that, you know. But but this is one of those kind of underlying things sometimes that almost kind of creeps up and, and can, can be a challenge for our uh, witness, you know, and, and, and witness to others and our example to others if we allow stress to kind of boil over and and kind of respond in in a very negative, overt way towards coworkers or neighbors or or family, even you know, um, it can be, become a challenging thing for us. And and you know, we think of our children, you know, how we respond to our children, how we respond to our spouse, and, and well, no one that really doesn't matter because no one sees that, you know. When I'm at home with my kids, I can kind of treat them how I want to. I'm kind of speaking tongue in cheek a little bit, but um, of course, we don't think that as parents, but sometimes we may, you know. Well, I'm just gonna fall off the handle because no one's here to see it, you know. Um, could could do that, but. What is our witness to our children, you know, and to our spouse, and to our coworkers as we deal with stress? And like I said, you want to be that person that people come to and say, "Man, you seem to handle stress well, you know, and I'm really stressed out. How can you help me? You know, can you give me some guidance? Can you give me some wisdom? Uh, Hopefully, you're that person at work, you know, that people come to to uh, to get some guidance and encouragement.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, you can email them to Bradford at info. That's cbradford at info. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Mike, you, Michael, thank you for, for being on. Yeah, enjoy, um, enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And remember, all things were made by him.